Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today, the, this is their first time. I have Eric Newman and Mark Gerber. Yes. Hi, guys. They came to my house. Dude, it'll never be Mark Gerber and Eric Newman, right? Unfortunately. Oh, man. Mark Sorry. Gerber and Eric Newman. Well, you know what? I have to say, you and I have been friends longer, Eric. That's so true. you got the first, yeah. That's true. And uh, we'll, we'll have to get into, lightly, the first time I met Mark. <laughs> oh, we won't go man, too I hard. Knew, knew. No, we won't go too hard with it. But, uh, well, first of all, I, I threatened you to hours ago because you guys said you'd be here at 12 30 you even called me eric this morning like everything was on time it's 12 50 and i'm like where are these guys and then mark's like oh i'll be there at two i was like this isn't how we operate you don't just get to be late and then be like on his time that's what it is you didn't even call to tell me you were going to be late you guys you can't you can't do that guys time he's unbelievable so if there's any bookers uh out there listening markets to places an hour after he's supposed to be there well, you hap- can't do that for shows. No, I never have. I've never been no, late for a show in my life. So what the heck? But what happened was, so yesterday, I was uh, two of my high school friends came to my show that I haven't seen in like 20 years. And they surprised me. I just posted that I was doing a show. And they showed up there. Where? What show? New York Comedy Club, 1130 show. Had a great set, so that was good because they, they'd seen me for the first time, both of them. And then they came out after my set and surprised me. Actually, the guy who worked the front door told me, you have two friends from high school here. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like right off the bat. <laughs> You don't have many high school no friends who are still who alive. Was. So that was like yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had no idea who it was. So then they're like, "All right, you, ha- oh, we're going to take you out for drinks after." And you know how I, I we all so are. So it was we're, a late night, right? You want to do your set and go home or get out of there. Uh, so I was like second on the show, so I had to wait for the show to end, one o'clock in the morning. Then they take me out for drinks, and it, they're both like one of them's married with two kids, so he's like just like I have so my excited. night away from the kids, yeah. trashed, falling asleep at the bar, trying to get cocaine. The other one's <laughs> like, did he get, get it? Did he find it? I don't it? think they I feel did. like I, I feel like you can get cocaine around there. At he could have gotten it. Yeah, I don't know if he ended. Sure. I, I wasn't. He interested. wasn't that dedicated. And the other guys, like, they're both my age, so both 41. One with, like, two small kids. Uh, The other one with no kids, no wife. Like, I can't find anybody. This is awful. And the other guy's like, I found somebody. This is awful. They're both, like, miserable for totally different reasons. Basically, the two options are you're either 41 (laughs) with kids and have a Coke addiction or just 41 and single without kids. Right? That's, I mean, that's basically. And they're both, like, miserable for for the exact opposite reason. One of them wants to find a wife and kids and can't. And the other one has a wife and kids and wishes he didn't. He didn't. Uh, so anyway, so I'm, I'm, 
I, I didn't plan to hang out and party and drink, so I drank. Then I had to leave my car down by New York Comedy Club because I, w- I was drinking. So I took a car home, and then this morning when I had to come here, Jesus. I had to go all the way back down to the 20s to get my car and then come back up. And you were definitely on bed in, on, you're, you're in bed on Facebook for a little and Well, no, but I slept late because I partied and i didn't expect to i expected to go home after my set and, and do it's this sunday today. so your car was fine because you didn't have to rush i didn't to have to meter, meter it yeah 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 so that part was okay but it did make well, it, it, was zero, it was irresponsible it worked out yeah well i have i have a healing session that i pushed back and it ended up being an easy pushback i didn't know you know because you never know asking someone if if they're cool like hey do right. you mind if i move it to then what um especially you don't want to like postpone somebody's healing I feel like that's what I'm getting. I'm getting. You're home. getting the healing. Yeah. Oh, so, nice. but it, it it worked out. Skype healing. Yeah, the ones that I do over Skype. Yeah, I'm getting one. Wait, from someone so else. you who, who do you do it with? Um. Well, I have I have a main healer, and she's also the teacher in my school. One of the teachers. She's okay. unreal. She's Reiki? awesome. No, it's called non-dual kabbalistic healing. Whoa. It's a very. Yeah. I know a lot about this now. You know. Do you really? Yeah. Well, Mark has a girlfriend who's very very no, spiritual. No, I know. Yeah, but anyway, sometimes every now and then I'll get a healing from a couple other people from my school. So I reached out to another woman who I love, and she one time gave me a tarot reading that changed my life. Like so, every now and then I I got a tarot reading that changed my life also in the Hamptons. Okay, we want to talk about (laughs) it, Eric. So okay, how many years ago was this? Three must be three. I mean, definitely feels the pain is recent, so uh, I can't really tell. This is one of the times I misused my powers, and I haven't really since then. Um, it, it was a it was a lesson. I did a show in the Hamptons. I came. I went with Ankara. She came with me as a friend to like go. Um, Eric was there with his girlfriend Beth. And I remember this. Dante was there. He was the headliner. Yep, yep, it was yep. like a really cool. Um, well, it was Joe Vesey's show. Vesey's show yep. It was a fun hang. But Eric and I, even though we had known each other years, didn't know know each other. And I, I don't know. Like I. I had something a little bit against you. Like, I thought you were someone you weren't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I almost wanted right. to, like... I should have just... See, I, I gotta, thought you were cockier than you are. You think you I are? should open with the fact that I like Dawson's Creek, right? Like, immediately and let people know? And that yeah, because right? I didn't know how sensitive and kind... Like, I knew, but, like... Because you put off a very... Um, not... It, it's not that you put off as cocky, but you seem all confidence. And it's so, but this was wrong of me. I gave him a tarot card reading and he's I went superficial, hard. He's superficially and, cocky. And I'm shattered deep down. I'm just so completely shattered. So I ended shattered. up going right into your insecurities. And then, and then <laughs> and I. realized there were that many of them? You're like, oh shit. And then when I saw that you were like shaking after, I was like, oh no. <laughs> dude, I couldn't believe it, dude. I could not believe what I, I learned. I felt so bad. And also, I think we may have smoked before that, right? I don't remember. Did we not smoke? I'm not sure. I don't think I was smoking much then. Um, I, I, I definitely smoke weed every now and then now, but then I don't remember. I might have, but I felt... I thought the Hamptons was supposed to be fun. <laughs> That's what I, you said? <laughs> I went so far into your soul. I like pulled the cards I know, and I was, it was like, insane. this is an issue. This is an issue. You didn't and know you were like, all that power, right? I, I, well, it was one of those moments where you go, because then I saw how upset you were and like that I got and and I was like, oh, no, Eric's amazing. Like, but it like it made me also love you in a deeper way. You know, like I was right. like, oh, man, I fucked up. And like, it I kept apologizing. You hated me more. <laughs> I loved you more. It was no. And, and it was a good experience. The whole Hampton thing. But it also for real ever since then, I've really learned. I'm not saying there haven't been some slip ups, but I'm like, you don't. You meet someone where they're at and you don't push someone to where you think they need to be. And it's one of my biggest issues. And as a healer, you really need to check yourself because you don't want to fuck up anyone's life. So it's a good lesson. It was like an early software issue. 
Yes. A little glitch. I apologize. Because yeah. I really do respect you. And yeah, I love you. Yeah. I, I get who you are way more now. And I, I still think about it like, man, I fucked up. <laughs> you, so Even you were Ankara just said that. Ankara you, was like, yo, that wasn't cool. Like, Ankara <laughs> was mad. You were basically like calling him out on all what you perceived to be his biggest flaws? Pretty much. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Emilio, now, now Emilio, right, who you're very close with also. Does he listen to this podcast, by the way? I don't know if he listens, but if he does, hi, Emilio. If he does, it's a stern message to you, Emilio. But, uh, but well, I'll, so he, because Mark and I were talking about this. Emilio, you know, I have a very, very close personal relationship for, for years with Emilio. And so he knows what, what ticks me off. And I know what, and we're, we're very similar. And he's very sensitive. Emilio is extremely sensitive, Yeah, I know too. that. And, uh. And he like fucks with me about things that like he knows I want in the business and like haven't got yet and whatever and like uh, and it's funny because Amy in New York she's always just like Amelia you can't do this with Eric he's like too because you but take Amelia, it to heart yeah I mean I do I'm sensitive like, boy it's fun you are too though in a whole other way you <laughs> hide it way <laughs> there we way go let's more. get into you now go ahead Kate be get in there. I'll, be, I'll be kind about it. <laughs> no Amelia loves to fuck with all the comments yeah, because we, great. we all uh, have very. Open insecurities, and he's the same way. But he's funny. Like if I if I was on a stage at his club, and I noticed like four seats open in the corner on a Saturday night, if I like mentioned that to him, oh, like, hey yeah, man, no. there's, a, there's four. <laughs> Why do you think those people didn't show up? Do you think maybe you're just not like pushing the club harder enough? Like he would have a fucking meltdown. That's you know, so that, funny. But he's like, vulnerable too. He's, oh yeah, we all are. Yeah, We're all yeah. yeah. He's no, he's a, he's a badass. He's but yeah, of course we all have our things. Okay, let's get to Mark. Let's get oh, to man. to my yeah. first. Mark meeting. I'll that. go easy. Okay. Look, have I? Yeah, I've been won. easy won. so far. Start with a couple, say a couple nice things first. And okay, then. okay. So <laughs> I had a show. Do you remember where it was? It was like two or three hours outside of the city. Some produce show upstate. And um, I remember my friend Tina came with me. It was Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. She comic? Um, no, she's she's a, a civilian. And she, <laughs> she came with me. And I had never met Mark before. Maybe we had run in. I don't think. I don't think, think so. No. So um, he gets up and he has a great set. Very, very funny. And I think I went up after something and was like, that was a great set. And I meant it. I was like, wow, you're really good. And, and Tina and I were both laughing as he was up. Because Tina and I, you know, if a bad comic goes up, oh, we're yeah, like, yeah, rah, 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 rah. and then we're like, oh, this guy's actually funny. Oh, look at this guy. Oh, my God. Like, we were like, oh, yeah, Impressed respect. You hadn't met him before. So that's always a thing, right? When you don't know somebody and you see them for the first time, you go, holy shit, why don't I know this person? It's like more of a. Yeah, I didn't even know he was in New York City yet because it was this you know what I mean so I didn't even know exactly where he was out of right I came out of nowhere for you yeah I had heard of you before you hadn't heard of me before I hadn't heard of you yet and then but I got I was like oh very funny great so and then we talked and you were like oh yeah I'm going back to the city I was like oh okay do you want because Tina and I were driving that way I was like instead of taking transit whatever Hop in the car. And you were like, oh, thank you, thank you. I was like, of course. It's before I had a car. That's how long ago this was. Wow. You didn't have the Fiat? No. Little Fifi yet? No. This was about three years ago, too. No, longer, I think. Maybe four at this point. No, it was about, about three. I, I'd just gone ago. through, I was going through my breakup. Because oh, okay. you were already in a New York at that point, I think. No. You weren't? I don't think I had a No, not yet. yet. No. No? No. So, so wait. So, this is about a two, three hour car ride. So, Mark gets in the back. It's me and Tina. And Mark almost immediately starts hitting on us like a cat collar, except he's stuck in the back seat. It was the weirdest thing. Like, I don't know if you had been drinking, but like it started off lighter, you know, like, oh, you guys got a boyfriends. And at first we like, oh, he's, he's you teasing. You asked in bunches of girls have boyfriends, not even individually? Two, no, he was like hitting on us together. Like, I think he, I didn't know if he was bored and like. 
making a joke or if he was being serious. So Tina and I were like laughing at first and then it just kept getting more and more serious. We're like, by the end, it was like, yo, Mark, shut the fuck up. You're never going to be inside of our pussies. Like it got there. Like we had to get not real ex- Not hard. explicitly, but yes, it was we, clear we that, should, that you guys Mark, were annoyed. Mark, I threatened, no, Mark, I threatened to pull the car <laughs> the FDR. to the side. Yes. I was like, Mark, yes. I was like, I will oh pull the fuck God. over and you will walk the rest of the way. Like that's how annoying it got. And then he had to like apologize. No, I think you I like yelled at him. He gets out of the car. And then like the next day you were like, yo, if you're ever, I was like, I swear to God, Mark. <laughs> you thought she was just playing hard to get the whole time, dude? <laughs> yeah. I threatened to kick you out of a moving car. And that's you just, true. that's perseverance. Dude, I remember him texting me saying that it got a little weird. And then I remember texting with you around the same time. And you were like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, Mark, right? Your friend? I was like, hey, by the way, I just friend. want to be clear. I didn't say anything like disgusting. I was no. just like hyper flirty and it was, it was too persistent. At being flirty, I didn't say anything vulgar or creepy. No, no. no he. But it was I, my, I, as a joke, just now used the word pussy. He did not say the word pussy. No, no, no. I got there where it was like, yo, I don't even know if I said it, but it was kind of like, a, I swear to fucking god, I'll push you out of a moving car. Um, so it was an interesting. For like after that, I was like, I'm, I'm not talking to that man I, ever again. I, I see. This is the thing. So I spent many years as like a, a womanizer. I really did. I, you know, <laughs> like my my. Er, Early twenty, I'm sorry. No, my <laughs> early 20s to like not too long ago, I really was just a womanizer. I was. I, I mean, my girlfriend's trying to fill the void with like that kind of a thing. I slept with so many women and yeah. I, I played the numbers game of like, you know, hit on 10, one or two will be into it. <laughs> hit on two best friends them. driving you, see which one Yeah, I mean, that seemed to, I mean, I was <laughs> which one doesn't kick you out of the car. Yeah. Well, Kate was driving. So. Tina was pissed too. Tina though. wasn't into it, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but that was a that was kind of that moment was really a wake up call for me to some extent of like you know yeah of of uh, being a little more respectful. Um, not that I was I wasn't not respectful. It did not feel respectful. It didn't. Mark. You, were, okay. you, were, you were being like heavily flirty, like really no, heavily flirty. No, right? we're making this sound better. It it was it was literally like having a cat caller in the back. I didn't feel what? I did not feel physically threatened. No, but he kind of was in his okay. own way. Like. It, it literally got to a point of ridiculousness where Tina and I were like, is this still really happening? Like, we have shut this down. But it's only because you had a good set that night, right? right I was if too confident. Bombed, there's no yeah, way yeah, you would have the confident. confidence. Was... Like, you would have been, uh, been in the backseat silent the he entire time. I had some time. confidence that I think even in a bomb, he would have been like, so ladies, where are we going? Well, and here's the other issue is that, you know, why was I doing this? Because for many years from many people it was validated it like it worked yeah i would meet women by being high, overly persistent. confident persistent and it worked a lot of the time and i you know hooked up and slept with a lot of women with that approach um thank you for being so honest and talking about i was yeah keep going no, but, no, no, of yeah. course um but um you know p- there were probably many more like you in the past who were not comfortable with it uh but you know it also worked a lot my approach toward women um, and I wasn't always like that. And I had girlfriends in the past and I had long-term relationships, but I definitely had like the slick going out to the club, confident guy going to approach you and let you know why you should hang out with me. I had that approach, which isn't uncommon with guys. Right, uh, right. But I think it was a little more egregious because we were colleagues at that point. We were working together. You were giving me a ride back to the city. Um, and uh, He didn't know who I was yet. I didn't know who you were. Because I'm the yeah, wrong bitch Right, right. I didn't too. know that either. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I but but I, just, I remember I, you told me and I said like, trust me, like he's the best like I he, love he Mark, vouched like, for whatever. you because i was like i was like yo this dude's fucking whack yeah. and and i and then when i found out your friends i was like yo what's the deal with your friend and he really vouched for you he was like he has a like I, I don't know if you said he has a good heart 
but he said it al- along those lines. Yeah. I said like, like sometimes he makes like weird first impressions, and he made one with me. <laughs> he came to the comic strip, right? He was carrying a little uh, thing of whiskey the entire time, so nervous, wouldn't say a word to anybody, but would just like follow us around, just with like this little whiskey, <laughs> just like following us around. And I was like, and I knew he like had inside of him. He was like, oh, I know these people would like me. I know I would get along with this group, but I'm just too nervous to talk to yeah. them or whatever. So, so you go, you almost go too, too far. Too much, and then like yeah, comes back it. and gets Yeah, my more best w- female friend, Annie, has also said the same thing. My first impression was weird, trying too hard, you know. But it is it is interesting that, you know, you actually can overcome a first impression if you get another Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Chance. I so. think if you, if both people are very aware of like the... The fact that we can grow and shift, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about listening to each other too. Like, Ooh. I didn't like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's let's come at this again and right. see. Right, 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 right. And and since then, we really like. Now I see you, and I'm like, I'm like, Mark, what's that? Like, it's it's fine now. And since Way then, different. I've never been like that again, which is That's the most amazing. important part. I've never so, been so like that again. Think about this, right? You thought Congrats. I was just like That's kind great. of a cocky asshole, right? And most people, do and that. I was the cocky asshole the whole time, right? I felt well, it's too different because you guys have different energies, even though you guys are so close. I could always also feel the neurotic Jew within. Right. Um, but Eric's way more sensitive than me. Far more sentimental well, yeah, no, sensitive. Eric, Eric is a very in tune sensitive. I won't go too far into your soul right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> Appreciate that. But no, I, it's not that I didn't feel that. I didn't know him very well. So because because Eric, you, you look like a very successful Wall Street banker almost. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, sure. so if I just saw you in Manhattan walking the streets, it would be like, oh, this dude's rich. Um, he either has a hot girlfriend or has sex with a lot of hot models. You know, like, and and at that point, there, I, I still had sex with hot models, by the way. Good for you. Yeah. Get it. And yeah. um, and yet, I didn't know yet so the true. full. <laughs> so not true. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't even know how long you've been with your girlfriend, Beth, yeah. who's amazing and beautiful. But anyway, so I just didn't, I don't know. There was something that was rubbing me the wrong way. That was, I think, a lot about me and an issue that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't. It no, wasn't. I rub people the wrong thing. way sometimes. I, I definitely do, without question. I thought you were cocky in a way that something, you know. So then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go into this dude's soul and rip all. Those you away. know what someone told me? Someone told me at a club recently that they thought I, I'm now closer with the person. They told me they thought I was like unapproachable. Like, and I was like, I'm the most, like, I'll probably yeah. approach you. Like, what do you mean? I'm a, like, I'm definitely not it's unapproachable that same at thing. all. It's, it's your superficial, on a superficial level, <laughs> you can be perceived as what, what Kate just said. Right. You could be perceived as kind of like a cocky, tall, good looking, you know, but upper, I feel, east, upper east side. But I feel like a Expensive watch, one, nice button down kind of right, guy. But I feel like inside, inside, I'm like five foot one with curly hair, huge nose, yeah, and yeah. glasses. Yeah, but I'm that's nervous. what I, so so when I got there and the readings too quickly, <laughs> right. I was like, oh no, like what have I done? I'm a monster. And right. then, but but honestly, since that point, because I meant my apology, and I still do when I say no, it. No, no, like, that's fine. I, I know. But I, just, I do, I, I like meant it. I it up as a joke. But, I genuinely yeah. had to go within myself and be like, why, what? What was I getting out of tearing this person's walls down who never did anything to me? And I really had to look at myself and be like, whatever that was, you need to fucking fix it because I don't want to do that. And my ex, Tim, would always say that to me. And I hadn't really seen it clearly till then where he was like, yo, you cannot just go up to a person whether they've asked for a reading or not. Because sometimes I'm like, sit down, (laughs) I'm pulling cards and and just fucking it's 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 really irresponsible to do. And that moment clicked where I was like, that was not cool. And I kept following up on with you. Like, are you okay? Yeah. And I was fine. And I was literally fine. And and the one thing I will say about myself, Kate is like, I am sensitive and I do take, I'm very super aware of everything and whatever, but 
I bounce back very, very quickly yes. from things. And so, um, you forgave me. So, oh yeah, for a hundred percent. And like, and and I did, and I appreciate, and and it did open my eyes to certain things. So it's like it might have been a little far, but it's still, it's something I thought about, and I was like, oh shit, I guess there are things that I have here that maybe I didn't fully discover yet, and because of Kate, I do now. Or and, and you're I, and you're aware that people can perceive you that way, and and kind of automatically will perceive you that way. His well, look, his first time doing a pro spot. He uh, comic strip live. I was there for his first. That was your first pro spot ever, right? Ever. His first paid pro spot at a club. 2012. I went there to watch him. He comes out on the stage, and the first thing he says is, "Yo, you guys are lucky to have me here tonight." Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> uh, "But it's coming <laughs> from a place of just like I <laughs> yeah. can't." It was let from insecurity. Know. And I would never do that anymore. Of course, I've yeah. Who I am and whatever, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, and I think I think I was. You know what I think? I think I also felt like because of, you know, because I'm like a tall you know, pretty good looking guy. I think I felt maybe I was supposed to be a certain way. Yeah. And then like over the years, I've just sort of realized like this just, or who I am. I mean, my, you know, my, uh, can I promote my album? My, my Absolutely. Video? So I have my album. I, I know we were talking about this and, and you, you maybe that awesome flyer or whatever. Um, uh, that was cool. It's coming out. Uh, Are you going to post the, I think I'm gonna I post. Didn't, not for you to use like professionally. I just no, 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 no. I'll probably post it or something. I have some guy we'll working on something now. Yeah. So, so I have uh, an album coming out. It's my first album I'm doing. Um, and I know you did yours. I came to the recording. It's so funny. Um, and uh, so I'm doing it at the comic strip, which is where I started. Um, Amila's very upset about that, but uh, you know, it's where it's where I started, and I love I love New York so much, and that's second home to me. But strip is my first club ever, and so it means something to me. Yeah, and I'm New sentimental, York's my home. like he so said. Sentimental. I'm so sentimental. He hates that I'm. He's sentimentally home. retarded. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. So we're we're recording. Uh, recording. That could, that could have been your album name too. Actually. Oh yeah, you're right. It's good. Uh, it might I rather not have yeah, retarded no, in the no, album. Of course, I'm, I, I should, yeah. I'm a school psychologist. I really shouldn't. <laughs> Hey, yeah, like school. Uh, my friend who's a school psychologist told me to uh, <laughs> told me to name it this. Yeah. Um. So it's called Nervous Lover. Um. So that. So for people who don't know me, that'll probably dismiss the idea that I'm a Wall Street banker. I think type. when you told me the um, name, I was like, like that's what made me even want to to do a Photoshop thing for you. Is like I was so proud that you had nailed what I think was a perfect title for it because i think yeah I, I think it really kind of gets into who you are but not in a way that like plays you or makes you look right, bad right. it makes you more human right. and that's what essentially i was trying to do in my reading with you was like peel away that that cocky thing that mark yeah. brought up of like you're lucky to have me here because there are comics i don't want to mention some names but the well-known ones that are known for just that defense of like you know, fuck you. I'm amazing. I'm the hottest dude, and and they're funny. And but we've seen it, and I think vulnerability's the real right. next step. And I want I'm you to, f- yeah. It's funny. My, I mean, so the last three years, and now this is about to be my tenth year in comedy. The last, you know, Whoa, six, congrats. six, very seriously, thank you. But I, I think the last few years has really, really been like developmentally like important for me because. Would uh, you say after the tarot? No, I'm joking. I'm so <laughs> yeah, joking. Totally after everything. It's before. It's B. It's yeah. uh, it, it, it's it's just two two phases of comedy for me. B T before tarot and A T after tarot. Perfect. So, so you know, A T. I think. Um, I think after. T- I think it's just the last few years. Like you know, I could talk about things now that I just wasn't able like i talk about the fact that like every almost every girl i've had sex with for the first time i've used viagra because i'm i'm like nervous the first time you talk about that on stage now i talk about it on stage that is something i literally wouldn't have been able to muster up the strength to talk about for you know until two years ago because i would have been like i don't want any girls knowing in the audience that i do that but i'm like fuck that like i have to talk about it like something that's That's part of my life and you know whatever so it's Nervous Lover, and uh, it's going to be the comic strip March 22nd, 23rd, and I hope if, you know, if you're listening and you like it that you come, and uh, it's yes. going to be great shows. It's going to give free, uh, free Viagra samples at the 
Dumbledore, That's too. That's right. So. Everybody <laughs> with a hard dick at the show. Everybody with a hard dick. You don't have a hard dick, you leave. Your bouncers are escorting you out. Do you so know what? they have parties in L.A. where people take Viagra and Molly or Ecstasy? Yeah, well, it's a great combination. Yeah, right? I mean, it's very interesting. Not my kind of party. No, I didn't. That. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be a little much. I mean, I was. I found it more intriguing in my younger yeah. creepy days. Me on Molly and Viagra. I know the Viagra is probably for, like, the, for hey, the men. Hey, you guys want to drive this car to a party I know down the road <laughs> where, they're, where they're taking Viagra and Here, Molly. you're going to need this. Come on, <laughs> Tina, Kate. Amazing. Does Tina listen to this podcast, by the way? I don't know if she does. I hope maybe she, does. she sometimes does, but uh, maybe if I let her know. She didn't accept my friend request after that day either. Big surprise, right? Yeah, Mark, we kicked you out of the car <laughs> I, and I then know. you acted like nothing. And then you friended them? Yeah, of course. I think I accepted, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize pretty quick to you without you demanding one or saying something. Well, you I, you hit on me the next day and I went, I think I was pretty honest. I was like, Mark, <laughs> I kicked you out of the car. I said something where I, I tried to be as nice as I could, but like, yeah. Mark. And then, I, and then I reached out to Eric too and I was like, what is this dude's deal? And then he vouched for you and I was like, okay. And I, yeah. so because I think we had Eric as like the third party, it helped to, for me to understand who you are, that you're not a bad dude. We gave it space, and then whenever I saw you next, we were cool. Like yeah. I think you apologized. And it was an important moment for me, like I said, because since then, first of all, I don't even ask. I don't date women in comedy, and I think that's a policy to kind of live by. Because yeah, I, used I, don't, to date, I don't really. Either. I used to date women from work, when, you know, in my day job, and that has never been a great thing to do. Yeah. So I'm applying that now to comedy, and I don't even. But even just with women in general, since then, my approach has been, you know, much more kind of honest. And, and now you have like a lovely girlfriend that I haven't met yet, right? Are you still with her? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're still together. She's uh, and she's super spiritual like you. So, yeah, you guys yeah. have a lot in common. I haven't met her, but we already have a, a soul connection. Oh, I'm sure. I've you seen did. pictures of her. You told me about her. She sounds fucking incredible. She's really awesome. Yeah, she's she great. Hopefully one day. I've met her a bunch of times. She's really cool. We'll see if atheists and... Uh, Spirit, uh, spiritual people can, can really. I don't think you're as atheist as you think you are. That's the thing. Oh, no. Here we go. I don't. I, I because I've seen a back and forth just in our conversations with him, and I, I don't know what's what, but he'll go from being, you know, atheist and holding that belief to suddenly being open out of nowhere to well, it. I'm, and inter- then, I'm interested in spirituality, and I'm interested in, but I think it's it comes from more of a, pers- a, a curious perspective than it does like a you know mm-hmm. a path that I'm trying to find. Interesting, like yeah. an open-mindedness, you're saying. Well, yeah. I mean, I just feel I'm so compelled by science that I feel like the only way I can really believe something is if there's a ton of evidence. I can't go on faith. But I, my belief is that spirituality and science are completely interconnected, and that's what I love about scientists now going into like the the metaphysics and quantum and all that stuff. Is the as they go into those places, it's backing it all up. Well, we'll see. You should do you have you read any of the quantum physics stuff? Yeah, or? yeah, you know, I do. But okay. you know, 90 something percent of people who are, who are quantum physicists are atheists. The vast majority. It's really the aberrant the, you know, the kind of There are there's an awakening happening um where maybe it was 10%, but it seems to be growing. There are some amazing physicists and scientists that are now able to bridge that gap um it's it's still a lower percentage because it's people who are like you know what let me test this these limits but it's happening and it's well because there's there's definitely a lot that can't yet be explained and the question is you know will it be able to be explained by something that's not metaphysical or will something metaphysical come into play at some point with real evidence and i would need that level of evidence to believe i would need like the hard evidence like are you like a see it to believe it kind of oh yeah absolutely Absolutely. 
Dude, yeah. Viagra will give you the hard evidence. <laughs> no comment. Eric with the punchline. <laughs> I had to get out of this conversation because I knew I wasn't going to be able to add anything to it. So I was like, let me get us back to Viagra. Yeah. Where where do you stand in your spiritual? I know um, you're Jewish. So I'm Jewish. Um, what? Is there something I may have said or done to make you believe no. that I was Jewish? Oh, um, amazing. Um, yeah, Eric, very Jewish. <laughs> very Jewish. Uh, yeah. So I'm um, very culturally Jewish, um, like have a lot of pride in being Jewish yeah. um, from a cultural standpoint. I, I don't know if you know this. Um, I ta- I've started talking about it on stage now, but I went through a very religious phase. I was, um, I'm not going to say I was Orthodox because I don't know if I adhere to every Orthodox rule, but I certainly like practice somewhat of an Orthodox lifestyle. I went to Orthodox synagogue, all this stuff for about five, six years. Holy shit. College and after. Um, then um, uh, met my girlfriend who's not Jewish. Um, so we've been dating for a few years and I sort of like, I'm still like, Judaism is still very important to me. It's deep, deeply rooted in me, but I don't have the same relationship religiously. I believe in God. Um, that sound really confident, right? Um, <laughs> I believe in myself. I, I, I believe. I think I believe. I, I believe in God, but I'm not. I'm not like, oh my A god, if hard. I break these rules, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like if I break these rules, I'm going to hell or whatever. Um, but I've had actually some rifts in a lot of my close relationships because I became very close with uh, a bunch of Orthodox, you know, modern Orthodox friends. And one of my best friends, literally like um, top three in my life, probably ever, um, I became extremely close to. And then when he got married, he didn't invite my girlfriend to his wedding because she's not Jewish. And it's, I mean, you know, we're still friends, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It's not the same. That's so hurtful. Yeah. It's It's really uh, awful. I think. Yeah. I was upset by that. You know him. I mean, you know him. Yeah. And he's like a very nice guy ostensibly. And it, and it really is just that he's very supportive in every other way. Comes to all my shows. But these, these rules that have been passed down from his father, who's a rabbi are just like, they're just in him. They're just a part of him. He can't extricate himself from those kind of the dogmatic, you know, rules uh that you know it's just like really unfortunate and and, and and that's why i do believe that there's a separation between religion and spirituality for sure like i don't you know i don't i don't see those two things i don't see those two things as interchangeable no i think there it depends on how it's it's everyone's relationship to the thing that's what makes and i'm not just taking talking about religion it's relationship right. to anything like someone could have a relationship to weed in a healthy way and someone else could have a relationship to it in a very unhealthy way. Right. So some people can approach religion, which it sounds like you're now doing, you know, you can be quote unquote Jewish or Christian and your relationship to it can allow for freedom and beliefs not being as hardened, right? Like you don't have to adhere to everything that was written three, 2000 years ago in a text that is now outmoded and and not useful for our our society. Well, there are useful metaphors to the stories that people take. Well, a lot of them, if you go like, look, even Noah's Ark, it's about, you know, in my interpretation and there are tons of interpretations, but it can be about like the emotional floodwaters coming in and does family stick together? Will will you be listened to when you're telling people my intuition's telling me to do this? Right, right, right. So there are deep lessons to these things. Some of it. And then there's awful things in there like that, that you should stone your wife to death if she's you know, disrespects you or defies you. That's in the text. It is there. Well, that's awful. Yeah. But, I mean, but that, that's that, what I'm saying. Like, it's not about taking, and it's essentially what you're saying too. When there's a hardened belief, right? And someone adheres to it without questioning it. Right. Reminds me of a neighbor I had when I lived in Maryland. She was very Catholic and she was like, I like y'all and everything, but I do believe when you die, you're going to hell, <laughs> you know? And it's like, and she said it as if that belief could not 
possibly right, right, be right. no matter how great you changed. are, or right. yeah. how much charity you do. This is no what I was told. You're going to hell. You're yeah. going to hell. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this country. A lot. And it's like we're still responsible uh, of taking it in and feeling our own truths and what feels right. And it sounds like he was too scared to be like, no, I. I have a bond with Eric and right. if this is his but, girlfriend but it who he loves, matter. it would always yeah. be no matter what, like I'm, you know, and maybe like I'm just a little like more compassionate or so or whatever, but I would never take, like, I know that that would put him in a terrible position and make him feel wow. really bad. And I just wouldn't do it. Like, even if my, even if I was on the same side as he was and I, w- I would like make an exception, I'd be like, you know what? Like it's my friend, like I'm not marrying her or I'm not. Right, you're invited boyfriend. with the guest. You're invited yeah. plus one. You, so you no make... Christians or Catholics at the wedding. So it's it's so this is where it gets more. No, you complicated. can have Christian and Catholic friends. It's just that a Jew cannot, can't be dating Jew or can't married be with to one. Ugh, yeah, makes it harder. So like old the security school. guard. And they wouldn't the go to if you married invited. Beth. They wouldn't go to your wedding, right? What? They wouldn't go to your yeah, wedding if you married a Catholic. Oh, that's awful. That makes me sad. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, you know, and it's love is love. Religion can really foster the concept of the other. That's the one of the other shitty things about religion. You know. And yeah. that's one of the things I respect more about spirituality is it's inclusive. And then there's things, the listen, there were things, the reason I even got involved in this to, in the first place is because I liked the, like, Jewish community. I liked an idea of, like, community and, like, you know, oh, we have each other's backs. And, and by the way, like, you know, there's a lot of shitty, ugly things about it. But, you know, in, on the positive end, if one of their neighbors gets sick and needs a major surgery, loses their job, they'll be the first ones there to give them money. Give them yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of positives also. I mean, but it's one of those things where it's like, we will do that, but if you leave our community and marry outside, then you're cut off and you're not. So it's like, you know. Right. We'll lift you up as long as you're adhering to all these rules right. and you're playing by our rules, by the group rules. Yeah, the rules thing right. is huge. It, there's a lot of benefits to being in the group, but you can't, you you have to play by all the rules to yeah. be to stay in the group. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's not cool because mm. it, that's where we get in trouble when we're not Dogmatic. questioning. Yes. Right. But it can go with science and with spirituality, religion, because even science, if you take it as a rule, instead of realizing that even certain hard truths or like think about back in the day when they thought the earth was flat flat well here's the thing about science good science is supposed to be uh is supposed to be a provisional process meaning it's supposed to be this is our theory now this is the best we've got this is what the best minds have come to think but it's falsifiable you can challenge it and falsify it with better evidence so a good scientist and someone who's doing good work will never say about a theory you know that that like it's 100% even the best theories are 99.9 or whatever and there's room to falsify it there's room to challenge it. that's what science is really supposed to do and also in in Jude, you know Judaism like we you know they are sort of uh really encourage the idea of like Jews sort of like challenging and and uh you know having their own views and whatever but then like when it comes to the Torah, you can't you can't at you all can't, like whatever so it's just like that's what we've our whole our whole community and basis for our religion and our and our and our culture has been like you know the idea of like of of challenging things that we we think are are you know different or wrong or whatever and then it comes to this book and it's like no way like you're yeah. out of your fucking mind if you think you're we're gonna stand for that yeah so it's you know I don't know. By the way, Shane is thinking about getting 
a bar mitzvah out of nowhere. Oh, really? yeah. are you Jewish? I was raised Jewish, but I, I call myself spiritual, but I still yeah. feel very culturally, culturally yeah, because yeah. I grew up in it and I got you bat, bat mitzvah. You were? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute, Kate. That's I want to see your bat mitzvah pictures. Ooh, oh, by the way, I'm, I know this is a little bit digressive and I probably maybe should wait till after the podcast, but I wanted to say I was so, I'm sorry for your loss. You're oh, posting really you. beautiful pictures of your grandfather. It's really yeah, how old was, how old was he? He was a hundred or something. He right? was a hundred. Yeah, amazing. You right? texted. Um, yeah, it, it was. It's an, a really interesting thing when someone who's a hundred passes because obviously <laughs> the logical part is well, he lived a long life and he did pass as um, tenderly and gracefully as Im- imaginable. And and I was there. I wasn't there the night he passed, but I had been there up to the day before for three days and really got to witness a soul preparing. I know you might not think of it that way, but it felt like a soul I can think of it metaphorically. To leave. Yeah, like you could feel um, the the journey switching to something else or whatever. Right. He, he, he was dying and um, it was just, it was really emotional, but he was ready to go. He made that very clear. Um, and yeah, I, I'm trying my best because I'm such a sensitive person um, to mourn it as best I can while mm-hmm. also leaving room to distract myself if I need it. Cause I can go real dark yeah. and I don't want to go too low where, cause I like, I had three days where I didn't leave my house at all essentially. And I it could got tell that it, I could tell from just from Facebook and stuff that you were really affected and moved and yeah, and was distraught by and it. You, uh, yeah. And was that your last grandparent? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, even to have grandparent, you know, I mean, I haven't had, I mean, not that, you know, not to minimize the, you know, impact or anything but i mean it's a really cool thing that you got to have them for into your 30s i mean that's like a yeah cool, and shane was really close with them and that's the other thing right so, so like I, a I'm great lucky. grandfather shane had what shane 10 9 11 11 so yeah i mean that's that's awesome no it was imagine you know, everything he's seen 100 years he was born like what they discovered machu picchu when, when he was alive like world war one he had seen a two, lot He'd seen it all. And he was still man. funny. He was sharp till the end. Like he was, was he? oh my God. Oh, that's awesome. Making jokes and like, <laughs> I, I never know how much to share. Um, with the Not the last time we were there because that was, you know, when he was passing. But two weeks before that, we had been visiting. Didn't know that that was about to happen. And Shane was like, Pop, what's it like to be 100? And he goes, well, Shane, all my friends are dead. No. But like, yeah, he had a huge, like he said it That's and it like, right. he meant like, it wasn't meant to be totally funny because he meant it, right. but he's also funny. Like, yeah, yeah. he just That's was, a funny thing to say. yeah. And he knew like, like we were, we were all gathered two weeks ago. He was like, this is like my memorial service. And we were like, oh, Pop, stop. Like, wow. yeah, yeah. but he's always been, he was always also very honest in a way that most people aren't like, he'd be very honest about his emotions. And if he was in a dark place. And I think I learned a lot of that from him because he never really held back. And sometimes it made people uncomfortable because he would just tell you how he felt. And sometimes you're like, ah, ah. maybe that but, contributed to his longevity. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm sure it's not healthy to hold all of that in and let it kind of so fester we're inside. Stand-ups, we're going to live yeah. long lives, right? Uh, there's probably a lot of other things about being a stand-up that Who knows? compromise, you die, your, compromise your lifespan too. Yeah. yeah. Depending on how you live. We all live relatively if we crush healthy. every single night, we can live if long. We crush I crushed last every night. Every single night. Crushing is really good for your health, I think. <laughs> I think I it really know. is. Not as Depends. bad as bombing is bad for your Bombing health. is really bad for your health. Bombing compromises your immune system, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think it depends on your relationship to crushing and bombing. You're right. Yeah, I I always say the low of the for the most part the low of bombing is worse than the high of crushing at this point. 
in my career. Although yesterday yeah. I had a set that really made me shake because it was so good. I haven't had that in a long time where I walked <laughs> off stage like so excited. That's great. I haven't felt, and I've had very good or great sets since then, since the last Watch time. You know, you it was New York Comedy Club. I just did 10 minute guest spot and crushed club. it. It's, and I walked off feeling like unreal. shaking because it was so good. Yeah. You know, and that was nice to see that I could still experience. Go, Mark. Well, I was yeah, talking to that guy. So I met because I was doing bananas this weekend with. Uh, I got to shout this guy out because I, you know, sometimes like I'll feature on the road or something and I'll like not know who the headliner is and I'll watch them and I'll be like fucking road heck. But um, but I so I got to work with Michael Costa this weekend who's on The Daily Show now. And uh, yeah, he's great. Super funny, like really, really good jokes and great couldn't have been a nicer guy and um but it was funny because the owner so they just switched over have you ever been to that room bananas in hasbro i don't think so it was owned by it was a mom and pop shop for 40 years it was owned by this couple who lived in florida and came in every once in a while now just recently got bought by the owner of helium uh he owns like helium in portland helium in philly good nights in raleigh he's like a big comedy club owner this guy mark really nice guy he was just happened to be there like last night on the way to the city to pick up his daughter or something. And uh, so he saw my set or whatever, and I had a really good set. And he came over to me after. He was very complimentary. He was like, Mark, I'm the owner. You have really good jokes. I really like your stuff. I was like, oh, thanks. It's really nice. So we started talking for a little while. We had dinner together, and he tried to convince me that I wasn't neurotic. He was... um. He was like, well, why do you think you're neurotic? Because I was talking about Richard Lewis. I'd worked with Richard Lewis recently, and Richard Lewis is the one guy to make me feel like I'm normal. Oh, wow. Like, he's, like, so unbelievably neurotic that I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm fine. Like, you know? And so he goes... Yeah, but he's got, he's got like, 20, 30 years 30 on years, you. He's got 40 years on me. Yeah, you're, head, you're heading that way. But but um, but um, he was talking to me about it, and he goes, why do you think you're neurotic? I was like, well, every single set I'll think about for a day and be like, oh, could I have said this slower? Could I have done that? He goes, no, you're just, like, a perfectionist. You want to be as good of your craft. I mean, if you're a golfer and you, you know, are studying the golf course constantly like does that make you neurotic or does it make you i was like dude don't tell me i'm not neurotic <laughs> well maybe he was just trying to frame it for you in a positive way yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like people who are great at something they get great by really looking and analyzing what point. they're doing I see what saying and and so but but it was interesting to somebody not because i don't think there's most people in my life i would say were who know me would probably say i was pretty neurotic but it was an interesting I like the way Other, he's approaching it because yeah. I think a lot of times we call our things. And I'm not saying you're not neurotic, right. but it's probably not the full picture as he's pointing out. Maybe. You're I, pathologizing it a little by calling it neurotic. Yeah, yeah it's like it, it, so it, it's, it's linked to a, a positive. A little bit, so I kind of want to like write yeah, it out. Exactly. Right. You're, it, I, it's, and it's also linked to this whole thing of rules and belief systems. If you believe you're neurotic, you become more and more that thing where right, right, it right. might be actually also very linked to what he's saying like you're a perfectionist so you know and and i think it's also linked to your power i think you've always been a very powerful person but maybe have been a little bit emasculated by certain people in your life and the neuroses allowed you to quote unquote play weaker than you are to survive so it's like oh if i that was good Good. Do you know what I'm saying? So really it's good. like, oh, if I look like I'm unsure of myself and, and you have to almost own that. Like, oh, okay, I have to be this. Otherwise, I look too powerful and then I'm a threat. So I have to look like I'm not the threat that I am, even though it, it's a very complicated thing because here you are <laughs> right. still putting off the confidence that to some people look threatening. It's it's a very mixed, weird thing. I think the truth is, is you're a very powerful person <clears throat> and also very sensitive, but you didn't know exactly how to hold both. 
and it went so then they twist that's how it ha- kind of happens so then like yeah but i think as people heal which i believe in um your power can fully come in which wouldn't make you cocky though because once you're really feeling powerful you don't put it out in a cocky way right, you, you I, wear it differently yeah, and i wouldn't want to I don't, and i don't think i would again to be honest i think that's sort of like yeah. me of the past you know like i would never get totally. on stage ever and make that fucking comment again well i think <laughs> you did it out of nervousness it was yeah, so clear yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but i would know how to contain that better now right of course you were yeah. a child then it was a long time ago well, i think the beautiful thing let's talk and i because I, it's really i didn't even have this in mind to bring up but it's yeah. reminding i want to talk about the aziz story mm-hmm. okay. because it's it, there seems to be a connection to what we're talking about in the sense of and not just men i think it's men and women of us not knowing how to be or present ourselves and oftentimes being misunderstood or you know getting too aggressive because we think that that's what works um or being too meek because we don't know how to speak our truth and then we get into these dynamics where we're not even like like the thing with aziz and this girl you know Clearly, he was being aggressive sexually. I personally don't think it's a me too moment in the way she was trying to present it. I mean, and and people can disagree because I've said that to some people who are like, no, I do think it was sexual assault. And I'm not here to take away anyone's, you know, personal situations. When I read that, I felt like it was a a bad hookup where the man was definitely too aggressive, but honestly didn't have a clue that that's not what that woman wanted. And it's reminding me of this conversation of sometimes when there's insecurities and they're covered up with like, Oh, I'm going to go harder. And it sounded like he was in a similar thing. That's a great transition. It seemed like he was kind of a dick. He was a dick, but I, I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, like, and you know, I'm not but, saying he wasn't a dick, but no. I'm saying there seems to be. No, but he I wasn't, thought you were a dick, a dick in the car, right? But there and was I, but I was, and I was. He was a dick in the way that, like, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being a hundred percent honest with you. If you took every single guy you've ever met who actually hooks up and asked them, they would have a very similar story. I mean, like, yeah, he was a dick. Yeah, I've been a dick, hundred percent. You've been a dick. But well, not me, but yeah, it's not a lot of guys. Lot <laughs> of guys. I said that the first twenty minutes about <laughs> yeah. this podcast was the fact that you were being a dick. But yeah, you um, cat called me in my own car. But I mean, I got to be honest. I mean, I've done it. Um, you know, I. It's. I mean, obviously, if I if I get any read of the situation where I feel the girl feels uncomfortable and she's like, no, I'm like, oh, okay, sorry about that. I would never like persist, you know. But you know, it, it gets complicated. Listen, I once had a girl in my bed who. Um, who, you know, we'd known each other for a long time. We went out for drinks. We got drunk. She came over. She slept over and didn't want to hook up. And, you know, I definitely tried a couple times. I mean, I'd never put her in a position where she was like, oh, my God, like, like, I got to get the fuck out of here at all. But I definitely, like, was like, eh, she's in my bed. I mean, like, I think she likes me. We, she's made it pretty clear. I've made it pretty clear. She's in my bed. She's sleeping over. Like, I'm going to try. I mean, and I tried probably two or three times. And then finally, it was fine. We went, we got breakfast. It was fine. All good. But I definitely tried. I mean, like, I don't think what he did was that bad. I mean, I think it's You wouldn't classify it as rape. No. Definitely no, not. Definitely. Not. I mean, definitely that, that's, and I, I wouldn't either. I want to put that. But yeah. but I well, do I think, think it was made too her feel aggressive. uncomfortable, and it was yeah. aggressive. But it wasn't anything that I was like, oh my god. I mean, you know, you're getting. I mean, here's the thing, and this is what the standard has become. The standard has become careers over. 
That's the standard for sexual assault right now. Career is over. But it should be for so, sexual assault. Yes, yes that wasn't right, sexual right. assault. That but was anything, just anything being a, that's a aggressive jerk. Anything that's in that realm. That right. World. That's the problem. Is conflating it all. The problem is when you start conflating Weinstein, Aziz, Louis C.K. Uh, what's his Matt Lauer? When you start conflating all of them, you have to look at them all as individual nuanced experiences. Right. But then it's not even yeah. fair to. But put they're all. But it is a. It is a gradation from kind of shitty to awful. It's not. Yeah, of course. None of it's like cool, you know, and like uh, I think it can. This whole thing can be used as a learning experience, you know. I mean, if you if you looked at me ten years ago versus me now or twenty, I've grown a lot in the way that I approach women and treat women. And by the yeah. way, there should a thousand percent. It's the best thing possible that there's been like the spotlight on this without question. Yes, because there are so many people out there who deserve to be fucking. Done, fucked for this work-wise life-wise career just completely fucked and they should be damaged and hurt and all that stuff because they deserve it like Weinstein like Kevin Spacey um but I also think it's a little bit you know it's sensitive because the other thing is the other thing you don't want to do is if people who are like really and I'm strongly on the side of like the people who deserve it should be fucking you know put in jail blacklisted all that shit but, you know, you run the risk of when a story like an Aziz story comes out, you know, if too many more of those come out, there's always the possibility of backlash the other way where people go, oh, it's another one of these stories. I'm not going to fucking read it. You know, oh, yeah. Some guy had like a girl in his bed and he like tried to have sex with her. She said no. And he like tried again. All right, I'm not even going to read it. Right. It's you know, almost it's like, like the Aziz story was like me too jumping the shark a bit. And yet, yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. And yet, thank God for that one because it brought it made this conversation go here. There had to be a, a, a very gray light thing like this for us to go. Oh, okay, no, that one doesn't right. feel. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. I think this it's opening up the conversation into what do we think is assault? What do we think is aggressive and a jerk, but right. not assault? And I think overall, it's opening up for conversations right. of like, well, what. What do men feel going into sexual situations? And what and, do women feel? And, and I'm what, and nervous what, always. And, and what do people feel time. because of social scripts? Yes. What like are, are men aggressive because men are supposed to be aggressive to get sex? Women are supposed to withhold sex because that's their power in withholding it, and men want to seize it, you know. And it's like so. There's so there's so much nuance, and and you know there's so much to explore there. But I think that that's kind of the important part is opening exactly opening up but, those yes. questions. But, but look at this conversation. You have you Absolutely. have a conversation. You know there was there was I, you know I started reading like tons of articles. There was one article that said like the 10 things you should never do in an office environment or whatever and one of them I had and most of them I agreed with and one of them I had like a real issue with one of them was if you ask somebody out once and they say no don't ask again right Eric's, so, pers Eric's a persistent so, guy so this one and I am a persistent guy and I've been, been persistent every girl and I've I don't ever agree dated, with that either every girl I've ever dated would say he was very persistent but you know in a respectful way obviously of but course. very persistent but see, here's the thing. It's like, do you know how many relationships, how many babies would not have been born if men didn't ask out women a second time? Or just, I mean, like... I've asked out dudes depends. more than You've once. asked out dudes. And it's just like, but that was one of the things. It's like, and I get it. There could be a girl... I asked you out more than once on one car right. ride. <laughs> yes, right. And her friend. And her friend. That's four <laughs> times. You asked her friend out yeah, twice and just her... Just a tip, guys. When you're going for a girl, don't also go for the best friend at the same time. And the other thing is, I didn't... You know, I felt bad because I didn't want you guys to fight over me. You I know. know? You're very and sensitive, but... <laughs> Yeah, you so, left and we were like, he's mine. No, he's I mine. Know. That's, that's what I imagined ensuing in the car. <laughs> yeah. So if you ask, so if you, and look, 
there's obviously those cases where like when a girl says no, like she's genuinely not interested, obviously. But there are also like gradations where like the girl's like, oh, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just not the right time in my life, but I do think he's cute or whatever and stuff like that. So sometimes it just takes one more time. Two weeks later, like, you know, hey, do you want to get a drink? Like, you know, I know you were busy then, whatever. Blah, blah. So it happens. You have to you have to look at the nuance. Right. If, a, if you ask a girl out at work and she's like, no, we work together. That's, that's not cool. You never ask her out again. If you ask a girl out at work and she's like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know, right. we'll see. Actually, you know, it is interesting, though, because work is a different, is a distinction from, from you know, Look, real it life. It is, it is, but I think they were just making using it as a general the rule. Issue, like the the issue, office environment is, like, more sensitive than any other You run the risk, though, if right. she says no twice, yeah. of her going to HR and saying, you know, this, this guy, guy, this guy me asked out. me out last Thursday. I said no. And then he's in my office again Friday being like, let's go get a drink. And it's making me uncomfortable. And then at that point, she does have a case that you are kind of badgering her. That's part of But how did she say no? That's the question. How did she say no to the official, uh, to the first time he asked out? Did she say like, uh, like, first of all, people don't want to be rude either, right? So let's say she goes, no, I don't know. It's just not like the right time right now or whatever, right? And he goes, yeah, but we like flirt. She seems like she's interested. We're friendly, whatever. And so in her head, she's she's like, I'm not interested at all. But he took it as, ah, maybe it's just like not the right week or something. Like maybe she's talking to somebody, whatever. And then a month later, they're hanging out again, talking. Everything's good, friendly. And then he asks again. In her mind, she goes, I just told this guy no. I was trying to be polite. But he took it as, yeah, but she didn't really say no, no. She like kind of left some room open for flexibility. So it's like there's interpretation, misinterpretation all the time. Absolutely. So, so to make these hard rules, just coming back to this yeah. list I was reading, to make these like really hard stern rules, don't ask a woman out more than once. So it's just like I can't get behind that stuff because I feel like there's just this isn't a perfect science and it's just people interpreting love and and attractiveness and whatever which they often misinterpret but sometimes interpret correctly and you know i don't know so Eric i think reserves the right to ask people out twice right i Just think me. we all do all. it's yeah. it, and what we keep getting to is that strict rules kind of stink and also it's each individual case for all of the things we're talking about right. and feel actually feeling into it and that's what we avoid by rules if i have these rules i don't actually have to be in my body and feel into if this particular situation is and and situations can change from moment to moment, which is right. why what you're saying makes sense. Is like you can ask someone out, they can say no, and you can go, okay, I'm going to respect that. But then if you feel a shift or a change, whether it's a week, a year, I think it's fair on both ends to say, but this is why communication is important. But most people are scared to actually communicate their feelings. Suppose a girl goes, no, don't ever ask me out again, right? And then a year goes by, and suddenly she's like, you know what? I would be interested. Most women or men would be so scared to then be like, hey, I know how like people are scared to even say, I know I said no, but we just need to start, you know, and it's baby steps getting more comfortable of expressing our truth of saying like, hey, I know I said that then, but this has changed and still respecting if theirs is still a no or a yes. Is there something you want to tell me, Kate? Is that what this is all about? No, Mark, it's not about that. (laughs) I, I, I had asked out a dude, um, this year over and over and, and got, to, I, I I got a quote unquote rejected. And, really? Oh yeah. Well, that, we'll Kate get into that. Rejected? I don't, I don't believe it. Thank you. I gotta see um, this guy. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I mean, there were. It was a different circumstance. It, there was history and and things like that. But 
Um, that's even a hard thing to ride. He's married, a you know, it's like a couple of details. <laughs> no, he was not married. His, his, his wife is my best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not one of those. So many interferences. No. Let's put it this way. When I, when someone has a girlfriend, I very much respect that. There has been past situations where I did not years ago. And I learned very much the hard way that you never want to get into situations like that. Whether you're, yeah, I, I, I and this has been a year, but like if I know and it's clear that you are with someone else, or even if it's a little bit unclear where you say she's not your girlfriend, but they're for the most part, I'm like, then get me out of here. I don't, I had a, I should be, I had someone hit on me through Instagram, uh, I guess only a couple days ago. And normally I very quickly shut that down, but this person was bringing up topics that I was like, Oh, like he was actually getting my interest for a second. And then very quickly he was like, how do I break it to my girlfriend? Blah blah, and I was like, "Whoa, oh, no! <laughs> like abort mission! Like oh, I don't want any part of anyone who is in something committed or even not committed if it's um Poly- basically tangible." Yeah, well, it's like it's like even if you're not calling the person your girlfriend, but you right. have something like that. Like, what I, if it's open relationship? Poly- I don't want anything. No, no. no. <laughs> Dude, I don't. By the way, the open relationship thing. I got to be honest, man. It's not for me. It will never be for me. I respect the fact that people do it. Yeah, it works not, for some I'm people. Not, works for some people. It's not easy either. It's not. It's just not for me. Um, no, and, me and I get, I get wanting to hold on to something that's like special and important in your life, and and still feeling complications of like you know. I've been in a lot of people. open relationships, but. I always forget to tell my girlfriend to later. Relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it's like always like, damn, yeah, I forgot joke, to dude. mention that. Scumbag her. said, right? Yeah, no, that's not true. We have a thing called scumbag said if we do a joke, but it's like jokes yeah, that are, that are like funny, funny, but oh, like the crowd's going to be douches. like, you're a gross piece of shit. Then we scrape, we put them in put the, the scumbag, scumbag set, set which we never hilarious. do. We never do. You should have a scumbag it's show. Kind of, it's kind of a oh, it's scumbag ca- set podcast. What's, what's really upset, they already exist, those scumbag podcasts. They don't just don't call it that? Yeah, they just don't call it that. They think that they're like normal people. Um, yeah, it's kind of disturbing, actually, how many jokes we would have for a set like that. We would. Kind of- I would be a part of your scumbag. If you did a live scumbag show, I'll take all of my shit that I had a... Yeah, I used to. Yeah, I mean, especially when stuff? I first started, I I had some jokes because you know when you first start. When did you like, start, by the way? What shock year value start? stuff. Have we started around the same time? I think, honestly, I've lost. Let's see. I started when I was twenty nine, <laughs> and I'm thirty six. So I've done it for about seven and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Almost eight. Awesome. Which is a great number. That is a good number. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We we almost did an hour. I just looked we at it. Met, wow, it's amazing. We uh we met um through Amina. I know. I that know. must be. By the way, that was when Hofstetter owned because we had spots at the Laughing Devil. Oh, that's right. Or didn't we? Yeah. Must be 2012. Who's Amina? I met you. You don't know Amina Imani. She's I want a, Amina. She's an amazing. I love Amina. Comic. She's, she's one of great. my close friends. And does she listen to this podcast? I don't. I don't think most of our comic friends. I mean, if they do, they don't tell me. Okay. Um. It's funny though, because some people do listen that I don't expect to listen, and they'll. I find out by them bringing something up. I said. Is it always free form like this? Like yeah. we just chat. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, not like this. We're very special. But you guys are um, both very, very special. Wait, Kate. Do, That's true. Do you have a lot of the podcast listeners from your old podcast who listen to this podcast? What do you mean the old one? Remember, you had another podcast before. Okay, so this is the the same one. Oh, okay. I had a I had a co-host Joe Sanagato. Was that what you're thinking like an, about? Uh, like a YouTube star or yes. something, right? Yeah. So good looking him guy. and I very good looking dude, very successful. 
very kind as well. We just went in different directions. That's why I'm, I'm my, you know, my, my steadfast uh, dedication to Eric is not based on his success now obviously <laughs> it's but ride or die it, yeah it's, it's ride, ride or die, or die love yeah, yeah. yeah. There, uh, i I, ho- I think it would be poetic justice if i blow up before him and then i could take him with me because he's Actually, done so much for me on the way up so that, i think yeah. maybe that'll happen. i hope you guys blow up together Mark. not like together together like it has to be a project together but i hope around might happen too. along the, the same, same timeline time. yeah yeah that'd be good yeah you guys are a good well we will duo. probably I mean, he owes me a ton so i, I mean do. it's not even... <laughs> i like your guys's friendship look if it weren't for eric you and I probably never would have because he wouldn't have had anyone to. I wouldn't. He wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have had anyone to vouch for me. Yes. that you trusted. I yeah. trusted Eric. He heavily vouched for you. And you didn't. Because I was like, remember, I was done. I was yeah, like, yeah, no. Yeah. And and then I listened. I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe you, and I did. And I'm so yeah. thankful because now I, you're. Yeah, I really. Kate was telling everybody, no, no, no. Eric Newman vouched for him. He's like, you mean that cocky Wall yeah, Street yeah, asshole? Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. No. Um. What did I? Fuck. I was. You didn't know Emilio before me either. Before you? Yeah. No, I didn't. Unbel- that's weird. Dude. No. Wow. But it ended up being a pivotal moment for me, so I'm I'm actually in a way glad yeah. it happened, you know? Because no, I, me too. I'm, yeah, I didn't know you I, grew so much from it. Oh, totally. Yeah. It no, was a pivotal I, moment for me too. Because I, I like, hadn't been called out. Kate, I hadn't been called out maybe ever, uh, certainly not in many years, if ever. And and when I, you know, if, if I was called out in my early 20s, I just kind of b- b- blew it off. But at this point, I was a man. I was mature. And when I found out that I made somebody uncomfortable in, in, in terms of the way I was flirting with them or being aggressive, it, it really... Yeah, sa- flirting, flirting's a hard word for that one, I but I, it was I, not I, flirting. Not I wasn't vulgar. I wasn't saying... You weren't vulgar. You weren't saying like, yeah, show me your yeah, pussy. Yeah. No, or but mentioning those kind of things. I don't uh, think there was a mention of my vagina or no, Tina's no. vagina, but the energy was yeah yeah so the energy yeah, yeah 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 but yeah no, you, I, I was I was like sl- in the backseat of your truck to ride back to the city but I was slick guy in a club approaching yeah. women against the wall kind of thing yeah like hey I'm Mark where are you from <laughs> I was that guy in the backseat of a car I totally get that yeah you know what Mark also has witnessed though it's so loserish to be getting a ride and doing that to the people I know like, okay, yeah, you yeah. had the car and you were like here's my Lamborghini baby yeah, yeah, yeah. you were like let me get in the back of your car yeah, my Toyota Corolla I was like seat belt back there yeah. <laughs> you drop me off in the corner I can walk from here <laughs> Mark you witnessed though uh, in the green room you saw me and Mike Cannon get into oh, it oh yeah because he could not take your rapping which by the way was good and funny Wait, what do you thank mean? you because uh, he felt like Kate rapping was hacky Kate does a rap as part of her set. I do more than one. Yeah, but but it's it actually is good and it actually is funny. And I'm and I'm, I'll show you my I'll show you guys before you leave no, my labia game rap video. Yeah, I saw yeah. it next by the way, I saw the uh, I saw you doing your album. And by the way, people yes. people love it. Audiences yeah, no, love but it. But I also I don't. For me, it's not just about doing it for comedy. Like I legitimately love it. rapping and yeah. want to do it like as a whole thing. Yeah. So basically, you know, so he, him, he's basically like you know, and there's and there is a lot of people who believe that white people when they rap, they're co-opting black culture, and you know, is I that mean, why he doesn't like it? I think he felt a combination of like co-opting hacky. and hacky to do rap as part of your set. Rapping for me, I my whole thing was. In that argument, yeah. fine. However, my belief is when you have a passion, right, for real, and, and it's real, and you want to go for something, you cannot let other people's um, opinions. And he's he's allowed to have his opinion. I'm sure a ton of people agree or will agree with him. For me, it was like, I'm not going to not follow my dream or my heart or my passion because someone else thinks that it's 
hacky Absolutely. or stupid. And I'm not doing it to try to appropriate a culture. I legitimately love it. I think I'm good at it. And I'm not going to, and it's not just with rapping. I'm, I'm so past a point. I'm 36. If there's something I want right, to right, right, right. do, I'm going to do it. No, no, I have I a kid. Perfect. I'm a mother. Like you don't get to tell me because of your own beliefs, what I'm allowed to pursue and what right. I'm not. And, and you witnessed that's, me. Yeah. Cause after I fought with him, he, you came up to me, Marco's up and he goes, wow, you really are a wolf. But he like meant it. It was like yeah, such yeah, a funny. He was like, Fuck. by the way, I totally agree with you and respect that point of view. But Mark, you are still never allowed to do that back waxing joke. Well, that's not. But that, I have if, the, you, if that's your highest passion, you can do not, whatever it's you not, want. That's the well, difference. then you can that's drop a it. Right. But rapping is like you, here's the thing. So here's important the difference. to me. Ready? If Mark said to me, listen, Mark and I run pretty much every single joke we've ever come up with by each other. Right. We know all our whole that. sets in and out. Okay. If Mark says to me, if I ask him his opinion on a joke and he says, great joke. Do it. If I think it's great, I'm going for it. Yeah. Okay. If he says that happens sometimes, also sometimes I'll be like, what do you think of this? Occasionally. And he'll be like, I'll be like, great. Right. And he'll be like, I don't know, dude. I feel like the end is a little hat, like something, whatever. And sometimes it'll end up being, you know, I've got like maybe two or three jokes that he was like dead set on saying no about. And ended up being like crushing jokes and certain jokes that like people have come up to me after and be like, that's my favorite joke that you have. So it's like, you know, th- there's definitely there's definitely jokes I have where like they're not my most prideful jokes ever, but like they crush or yeah. audiences love them. And, you know, so it's like, you know, but I think it's just as long as you have your own standard of what you're willing to accept of your own art. And if if it's within the, the reason of that, do it. Right, yeah. right. Like, what if you? What if this so, is the thing that blows you up—the rapping—and then you, you know, that that happens, and then you reflect, you know, four years earlier when Mike Cannon told you stop doing that. If you would have stopped, it never would have happened. People have told me to stop doing comedy years ago. Like, right, right. You know, and, and this isn't even because look, I I honestly love Mike. I I, yeah, I, I like Michael. I really do, really and nice I guy. adore Mike's him great, and his yeah. opinion. And like, yeah. I understood it wasn't. And it's coming. almost like shows the depth of a friendship when somebody yeah. can say right. shit like that. To and you. we will be brutally on it, hundred percent. I'll be totally. like, Mark, that joke sucks. He'll be like, that joke, sucks. whatever so it is. I, I appreciated <laughs> it on one hand, but it was also dangerous on another for me because I was like, I can't, I can't stop doing what I'm excited about because someone else thinks it's stupid or shit or whatever their reasons are. As long as are. you don't think it is. And I was I was nervous about taking it in because I was like, God forbid I stop doing something that I really love because I take actually take in someone else's thoughts. And um, But, you know, I just brought it up because you witnessed it. And it was just funny because Mark has seen a lot of the fire. You know what I right, mean? Right, I mean, right. I know you have too, but it was just funny because he really, like, I was pissed in that green room when I was just kind of like, mind your own fucking business. You know what I mean? But um, but I also came in asking him about it because I was like, mind your business. Meanwhile, I came in like, so you don't yeah, like yeah. my rapping. So right, like right. I also started well, then it. There's the other. So the other side of it is like sometimes there'll be a joke that'll crush and audiences really like it. But you don't. And so like I drop it then. If then I don't dro- like it, I you can't know, do I it. I can't do anything that I'm not. Per- it all comes down to you. Right. So, yeah, if 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 Mike or anybody else thinks it's hacky or whatever. And I and I totally get, you know, and I might, too, also Which my raps way. are absolutely not hacky. Right, I would just right. like to say that I mean, they're no, no, no. But maybe not he's hacky just talking about it's like if I saw somebody rap, he thought I was using thought, it as a gimmick. My first thought would be, oh, that's got to be hacky until you right. prove me wrong. Right. But he thought it was hacky just because, you know, it's like, oh, a comic doing a rap. I'm not doing it as a gimmick. I like legit love rap right, right, and right, love right. rapping right, like right. from my Do you have a rap name? Kate Wolf, the uh, wolf. I don't know. I'm fucking fierce as is. I don't, you know. Yeah, you are. And I was born with a fierce fucking name. Yeah, yeah. you did. You were. You were? 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, we're you were born I feel with a Jewish power. name. Kate Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Jew. You are and a I love Jew. Jesus. And all the ascended masters walking. Uh, I can't do Jesus. I know. You're like my Not mother. It's it. taken her a long time. My mom doesn't even know you and she loves you just because she knows how dedicated Funny, you are met, to Judaism. We met at the night of your album. She's like, are you the Jew? No, she, my mom still is like that kind of person where it's like she hears your, she wa- you could be a serial killer, but she's like, oh, you're Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, what right, the right, fuck? Right, right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there were a couple of Jewish serial killers, right? Sure. What was the guy? Who's the guy? Berkowitz? Dude, you're not allowed. He was actually not Jewish. He wasn't? Really? What a name to not be Jewish. <laughs> we have to wrap up, but I just want to say, because I wanted to say this memory. We, we talked about, you know, when you get a no, keep going. My grandfather who just passed. Um, my grandmother, who passed a while ago, she had said no a million times, and he kept asking. That's an awesome. old school thing. That's yeah. something you hear about grandparents. You know, yeah. of course she's going to say no. Keep her. asking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I asked her out seventy times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just bring that up because it's like I wouldn't even be here if he had given up. Wasn't while also, that's not an excuse to be quote unquote rapey and aggressive. Oh no, no. And I'm sure you know. Hopefully he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But like. You know, I, I think it's good. You never fucking know. I, think I mean, I mean, <laughs> if you go back far enough, scare, sadly, we probably all here because someone didn't take no for an answer, right? Yeah. There, it, if you go back to our ape and, ancestors. And by the way, it's the best yeah, the club, way back. Oh, you're not going to yeah. marry me? Clubbed yeah, her on the yeah. head, dragged we, we, her into We all cave. have great, 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 yeah, yeah, great, great yeah, grandparents yeah, yeah. that clubbed our grandma. That, that's, I mean, you, you, you know, we all do. we've evolved. But so, so Some of us. It's really, yeah. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the best possible scenario that this has been brought to light, and people are paying for the shit they did. But I think we also need to be sensitive a little bit. And and I have heard those things, and I know we have to wrap up, but I have heard those things. Um, you know, I, people like sort of on Twitter, like, well, if some white men go down who are innocent, so be it. I mean, we've had a hard time. It's like, no, fuck you. I yeah. mean, like, innocent people shouldn't go down no matter what. End of story. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a not white. No men. innocent person, and, no matter your color, yes, right. should not go down for something they did not so, do. So, but, but, um, but you know, but the justice system has failed mostly minorities, and yes. and oh, one hundred percent, and we need to change and that women? shit. But that doesn't yep. mean, yeah, no yep. matter color, this bullshit needs to stop with the whole fucking. I don't know. I, I I hate the prison system. Men exploiting system. their power and treating... Well, that too. Yeah. But that's only going to stop as we start all speaking our truth. It's not men versus women. It's like, okay, something's off. And it's in both of us. So it's like men need to start speaking like, well, I got aggressive. Like you you both did. You know, well, you really said it, Mark, where you were like, I was that way because I almost... That's what was working for me. That's what I thought I had to do because I, here I had these insecurities and I overrode them in that way. And then women need to start being like, oh, well, this is how I feel and this is how I want to be approached. And ultimately, we want the same thing. Right, right. So it's like if we can start communicating, we can actually get to where we want right. to be. Because men and women... And women and women and men and men, whatever sexuality your sexuality is, it's like we all want the same thing. Right, right, right. So we just have to figure out how to speak to each other yeah. and feel it out. I wish I would have just asked you on a regular date like a gentleman at the end of the car ride, you know, and just been nice. And, <laughs> and Kate, you know, you seem like a really great girl. You seem awesome and you have a nice connection with your son. I really respect <laughs> that. Uh, I'd love to grab coffee with you sometime yeah. if that's possible. Yeah. After a really respectful ride the whole way, maybe would add a shot. And then, and then, oh, great, great to see you. Hey, Tina, yeah, you're yeah. really <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tina, you also really yeah. just hey, a Tina, wonderful. Hey Tina, can I, I talk to you son. outside of the car real quick? Yeah. I love your great relationship with your son. Oh, you don't have a son? Oh well, uh, I bet you have a great relationship. I really with like, son. yeah, I really like your relationship with Kate's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like your relationship with Kate and your relationship. Don't tell her I said anything yeah, yeah. though, because I just kind of said the same thing to yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. Could have all worked out. You could have had two Mormon wives, Mark. Yeah, would have been awesome. Mormons don't have multiple wives anymore, do they? 
No, only like certain sex, and then like the, the yeah, fe- the, the cool feds sex. No, I'm totally joking. I'm not for that at all. You're not for sister wives. No, I'm not a sister wife. I'm not. I'm also not like a brother wives. Like I'm not like yeah, but I'll have all the husbands. Like no, right, I'm right, a monogamous. Right. Like oh, uh, you like uh, monogamy. Long-term big fan. Monogamy. That's I'm cool. not even just a fan. It's what I'm built for. Like I don't think I could. It's really cool. Like I just. I can't even, I haven't done anything in almost a year and a half. Whoa. If I don't have that, not just the connection, but like at this point, the, the wild yet safe feeling. Yeah. I'm just like, I've been, I've been there. I've done that. I got the t-shirt. I already know what it's like to have casual sex or I, I'm, Stop it's messier. It. You think it's, you think it's fun in the moment? Like, oh, great. It, you're going to have to clean up the mess of it after. And I've uh, done it. I've, I tried having. Ph- physically, you're going to have to clean up the mess. And then. Oh. <laughs> I actually, you know, I, I dated someone really quickly um, for like three weeks. Don't bring up any names. I know. I, I don't know. Oh, if, yes. Okay. I know. We were and in the I, Yes. And yeah. I approached it like, I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun and free. And like, literally, like, I was like two weeks later, like sobbing, like my yeah, you heart. You were really upset. You were really upset. That yeah. So it's like, and, and, and he's not even the love of my life. And that happened. And I'm like, oh my God. You know? So like at this point, I'm like, no. And unless it feels like it's the one and it's wild but safe, I don't you even want to kiss. You need a spiritual, physical, and, and emotional was, connection. And I was probably I was upset because I needed to rush back to DF show to try out five minutes of new <laughs> I material. That. We had to leave the Hamptons early because he had to perform on like not a great <laughs> show. I, I was fucking heckling you for you that run, the whole time. You got to run that five minutes, man. The new five. Oh, God. Very important. Um, all right. We got to wrap this up. Right. This has been awesome, though. This okay, great, so. Yeah. Eric. A lot more serious than I thought it was going to be. We really, we really. I know. We, no, but that was good. No, but we had some yeah. good laughs too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it, it goes serious a lot. It's just like you know. No, it's nice. It's earnest. It's, it's a real deep conversation. This is probably the deepest I can get without weed. I'd say probably right. Probably. Man, when I when I smoke weed, it goes right to like me literally talking to deities, which Mark would say talking to myself in schizophrenia. But you know, yes, fi- it, fine line between. <laughs> I have a joke about uh, that where I say that. Um, she, my uh, Tara hears. Uh, she has spirit guides. Yes, um, me too. And, and she actually hears this. She hears voices like a schizophrenic. Except instead of telling her to uh, harm people, they tell her to like pamper herself and take long baths and drink <laughs> yes. more tea. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of innocuous, but yes. it's still crazy. But see, that's the funny thing is like I know we have to wrap up, but there is really a fine line between like what we'd consider mentally ill and yeah. just being spiritually elevated. You right, know, right, right. Yeah. so it's tell me about it. <laughs> By the way, I, I just witnessed wanna, it. I just she sounds quickly, amazing. I seriously, I I gotta quickly shout out um, Dragon Sorcery because uh, yes. oh that was awesome. Yes. About it you both minute. did it, and you both yeah, talked about it for just one minute, and then we're gonna wrap up here. Okay. So um, that was what I loved about that show, and you know, you're in the city scene for so long, you're doing a million shows every night and whatever that show was very special and it um because it just came from a place of such honesty and i didn't get a chance to watch some of i saw a little bit of corinne's um corinne was there that night and uh um was that your first storytelling show think so i think so but you know and kate and and, you know you know i'm I'm always like preparing a set like i gotta do this joke and this joke and this joke and this joke and and kate was like no 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 just Tell the story. Just get up there and, and <laughs> talk. And, and I have no problem. I, obviously, like I do a lot of ton of crowd work and stuff. No problem with that. But there was something about like talk about like be honest, yeah. but but don't be prepared. And it was just like a little weird of an exercise. Um, so I didn't feel so comfortable going into it. 
And I got up there and I was like kind of working on a couple bits, but sort of related it to the larger issue in my life, yeah. which was, you know, my mom and, and all that stuff. And for the show, the reason I just love the show so much is just because it was able to sort of like touch a part of me that I feel like a lot of shows don't. Because stand up, you got to go punchline, punchline, punchline. Yeah. Storytelling shows are really cool. I, I did yours was my it's first cool. and then I did one at QED and it's a whole different experience because you're really real. You punctuate right. it with punchlines and jokes, yeah. but you don't have that pressure to be like a late night exactly. set. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah it was so It's cool. way more free it's it's i want people to be in the flow and there to be natural dips of funny and then real and all of it and And you guys table reading both killed it and then the table reading was like a real and and here's the question do a lot of people who listen to the podcast come out to the shows um a a decent amount not a ton i mean it's like a mixture of podcast listeners facebook friends or instagram friends Mm -hmm. um or just people that Emilio gets into the club. Right, right, right. And I'm so jump. honored to have it at New York. Like, it's yeah. such a perfect space for it. And right. Emilio's just had my back for so long. So, like, I can't believe you're doing it at the strip. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you can't either, but, you know. Do you have a lot of listeners in the spiritual world? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And and not as well. So, because Joe and, you know, Joe Sanagato, I have to give him so much respect. He helped me build this. And even though he left, you know, he really pulled in a decent amount of his fans to to this but a lot of people who stuck clearly agree because the in the beginning i had a lot of people like dudes who were not about this that would leave mean comments like you fucking crazy bitch you know like i'd say something that would trigger them and and i'm happy to not have much of that because it hurts i'm very sensitive so when someone's like you idiot bitch did it i'm like like, yeah it, it gets to me so but thankfully i have most um most of the people that comment, even if even if it's, I, I don't mind constructive criticism. So if someone's like, "Hey, Kate, you should really research this more," I'm like, "Okay." Or if someone's like, "The sound was off," like I don't mind that kind of stuff. But if someone wants just to call me a dumb bitch, I'm like, "Could you go right. do that to your mom or your wife?" Like, no, I don't right. really mean that, but like, don't put that on me. I don't right. fucking know you. Yeah. Right. And how often do you do the podcast? Once a week. Once a week. Very I love cool. it. Yeah, I love that. So wait, so where can they find you? Um. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram. I, I got an Instagram as of August. Um, yes. So um, I need more followers. Uh, I have like 700 followers. I started in August. So um, my goal is, it's not a goal. Follow him. He's a good looking follow. dude. And uh, do you have funny posts on there? Yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, Step so it's, up it's, your it's, game, I'm, Eric. it's I'm Eric Newman. <laughs> I am E-R-I-C-N-E-U-M-A-N-N. And uh, yeah, if you guys, if you want to see the Nerv- Nervous Lover recording um, at the Comic Strip, March yes. 22nd, 23rd, 8 p.m. Be there. And uh, Eric Newman, thank you very much for having me, Kate. You're welcome. Mark, sure. where can they find you? I'm Mark Gerber. I can be found in the backseat of women's cars, <laughs> aggressively <laughs> pursuing them. Uh, I, uh, I'm i at Instagram at photo no she didn't. I love that Photo name. no she didn't. Um, and I, your Facebook, you should follow him on Facebook or even either Adam or just follow. Cause Facebook, please. Yeah. Some of your, um, I don't know if you're still, uh, you're your um political statuses yeah. they're so, so fucking funny. funny yours are funny so too good. yours just like because even when i even like at first when i was still mad at you from the car thing i couldn't be too mad because i was always like yo that's a fucking funny uh, status you know what hilarious. i mean like Thank i was you. like dude's funny i appreciate that and i and i think my my um you know i'm on the right side of things in terms of my positions and my worldview and ideology despite the fact that sometimes i could be You've changed a lot. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank no, you. I well, no, I was always a liberal. I was just a liberal asshole. You know, I was like my, my personal <laughs> life, I was a jerk. But it, I've always, I've always been on the right side of things in terms that's of what so I advocated funny, Mark. for. Yeah, I know. I was, I was trying to work, work on a bit about that, dude. That's a yeah. good album name, liberal asshole. Liberal asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I, I, I advocate for <laughs> soup kitchens. I just, you know, I don't want to be working in one, but I want them to, I want them to exist. You know. 
<laughs> without your help in any way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I want a lot of. But them. he emotionally I want them supports there. them. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. Afar. And I, you know, I do whatever I could to make sure that they're there. But yes. I'm just except uh, help out yourself. Yeah, I can't make it that day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's sick. Or, it's kind of like a good uh, synopsis, but you know, I, my day job. I'm a school psychologist in East Harlem. I help people. All, you know, my my career is a helping career. So good, yeah. good. So hopefully that balances out some of the karma from the backseat of the car. I think, yeah. I think I think you're both great. The backseat of the both. karma. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Maybe too. the name. Yeah. Backseat of Maybe the karma. Maybe you can drive my karma. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay. <laughs> I really like corny dad jokes. Like they actually, no. my dad is a math professor and like I grew up with oh, like one it. after yeah. the other, but I they love are sort of formulas, yeah, those, those dad jokes, yeah. they're puns and, and stuff. And yeah. he tells them with such earnest, like, like, yeah. and they, they're the fun. I can't like, they, they get me actually. So like yeah. when someone tells a corny joke, but it works, like it's actually brilliant. Like it literally takes me a second to be like, yo, I don't have them um, in my set, but I do them all the time. They're great. Yeah, thank you. Big fan. Thank um, you. Okay. So let me plug my stuff real quick. Uh, my album release party show where I will be uh, rapping and showing my labia game video. Yes. That is February 25th, Sunday at seven Woo. promo wolf two F's. Where is it? New York comedy club. Nice. Thank you. Um, yeah. You need to come. It's some stand up, but it's actually going to be uh, performances of dancing and it's going to be like a variety show. So cool. please come and celebrate with me, you guys. Um, and you know, Instagram, Twitter, again? I'm gonna put February 25th. February twenty fifth. Okay. Um, cool. What was I going to say? Oh, oh yeah. Instagram, Twitter at the Kate Wolf. If you want a tarot or a healing, kwolf twenty seven at gmail My website's the If you want Clit Ninja t shirts, they're available on there. And oh, are you videoing? No, I'm just taking a picture. Oh, okay. And um, I like your background uh, painting. Oh yeah, right Mark's taking a picture because I've got Mother Earth painted behind me that you painted, which is beautiful. Yes, thank you. And uh, thank you guys so much for coming and everyone Thanks, for listening. Kate. Bye. Thank you, Kate. Bye. That was really fun. You're welcome. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.